0: hey have you heard about anchor you probably haven't heard about anchor yet so let me tell you about it anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast you probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts if they say it's easy they're crazy all of their methods are really hard and complicated but anchor super simple first off it's free they have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone you don't even need a computer this is 2019 who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now, because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the Who's Who and OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM. OCM. OCRM. ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And Michael Stefano. And this is a special OCR Talk episode number 35, where we are going to focus solely on noram and that's why we've got mike with us because sadly anna is not coming to noram this next weekend. but mike will be there yep mike you i'm i know you're gonna be doing an episode with like elite pro interviews and probably vendor interviews and all that good stuff we are going to talk about pre-race stuff to get people ready for it and then while we're there I'm hoping to record an episode like a live style episode every night. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday night and get that up and out. So if you're in there with us, that would be cool, but obviously you don't have to be, but like me and April and probably Mark Duplessis will be recording. So whoever's around, you know, can be around. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We are going to try and get get right into it because we've got so much stuff to talk about. And just got to say, I am freaking jacked about this race and so excited to go and really pumped about providing content and racing at the same time. I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in, but uh, what about you, man? How are you feeling? Oh, well, I'm so excited. Well, for one, it's getting to see you, April, and Mark again.
1: Haven't seen you guys since World's Toughest Motor, and uh, looking forward to beating myself up with you guys
0: all over again. Now, anybody that has not listened yet... Link Endurance has an episode that they just put out maybe like yesterday or the day before where they talk to Adrian Bijanata. Is It was just Mo, actually, but he talks to him. And as Adrian's done before, he actually talks a little bit more about the back end of the race. So it's not so much about, you know, technique or specific obstacle styles. And, you know, he talks about a few obstacles, but really he gives a little more insight to, Stuff that you just would never know as a racer unless you know these people that work these events. So that's a really good episode to go listen to. I think it'll be a good companion to that because we're going to talk a lot about the obstacles themselves and some technique and just the weekend in general. Let's just get into it right away. You ready? Perfect. I've got some music I'm going to play here. I I don't know if it fits for... North all of North America, because it's it's not like the Star-Spangled Banner, so it's not just straight up, you know, United States. But <laughs> what music does fit the the North American continent? Is there a thing? Uh,
1: I don't know. I can't really think of.
0: All I'm thinking is like
1: America stuff. When it comes to Canada, the only thing I can think about is <laughs> their national anthem, which I I proudly know two of the words.
0: Uh, <laughs> and for mexico i don't know it's, it's like we got a, quite the melting pot of uh north america yeah. it is yeah it is uh, some wide range but north america it it includes you know when you look up a map of north america it includes all the way down to central america you know very to the very tip of south america yep. and like the caribbean islands and bermuda and all that so i'm curious as far as this event goes. How far are people coming? Like, I don't know if they allow, you know, all the way down in, in like Belize and Puerto, uh, Port- well, Puerto Rico for sure, but you know some of the other Central American countries. How far are people coming from? Do you remember from like last year? So th- th- what I remember the most from last year is
1: that whenever someone from Puerto Rico took the podium, there was the loudest cheer out of any other demographic the canadians you know won most of most of the stuff and there was a decent cheer for them and then same with the americans uh a a couple uh, mexicans and then i think just puerto rico there was just a massive massive cheer so i just don't know if that was the amount of them that stayed for the award ceremony or if i don't know it's (laughs) tough to tell
0: it yeah it was just jay and his crew right flores
1: Oh, i think so i I don't think I've, i've met him
0: Jay Flores is uh he's actually not going to be there this year, but he's a little short Puerto Rican guy. Uh, he actually won I think they called it obstacle I don't know, some like award like best obstacle guy or something. Oh wow. And he does a lot of like he does uh STEM for uh for work travels around teaching STEM. STEM? Yeah, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. But no, like down in South uh, Central America, you got Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Belize, El Salvador, even Trinidad is per- apparently part of North America, even though it's off the coast of South really? America. So I- I'd be curious to see if-, if anybody's coming from that far away.
1: Something I also learned, Greenland, I think, is technically part of North America. I could sound really stupid for saying that, but
0: yes, I did not think so. And then I saw it on the metal.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't... Is it? I don't know. I always thought that was europe for some reason
0: yeah maybe you're thinking of like greenland and iceland being super close together which yeah. they kind of are in a way know. but i bet i also thought
1: that dubai was in india so i'm still learning
0: the the race weekend you know starting on on friday you know a lot of us are going to be getting there on thursday this coming week and friday the short course the 3k very interesting i love that we we really have had good experiences with the way they run the 3K because they get all of the age groupers out of the way first and mostly clear the course at that point because it is such a short course. And then the pros won't run at starting at 1, and then the females run run at 130. So really cool because everybody's pretty much done and gets to watch them. Now the journeymen go off at 2, I believe, but nonetheless. Yeah,
1: I, I love that aspect of it. I specifically remember uh, recording a woman that's going over the the parked cars that were representing a City Challenge race. And I'm like, run like Ryan Atkins is behind you. And he was. And he comes bounding over the car, charging that wall. And I just thought it was really (laughs) unique and special that the athletes get to go last. I mean, is the course a little bit more beat up when they run? I guess. But it's just really cool to have everyone around. Because if you go and watch uh, an elite Spartan or elite savage Uh, There's no one there at the finish, really, um, unless it's like a a national series race. It's just really cool to see everybody there at the finish line cheering them on. It's really special.
0: As far as coverage that I'm hoping to get while we're there, I've put out some questions to the, you know, to our listeners and asking, would they prefer just a nice video afterwards or some live streaming? And I know. OCRWC will have some live coverage of themselves. I don't know to what extent. I know Adrian said they're going to do Facebook Live, but I, I really don't know is it going to be as like the past couple years at OCRWC, they actually had multiple people from different groups. Like you had Margaret Schlachter and David, Jacob Brosecker and just all these different people from different media outlets, like people from Mudstacle. So I don't know if they're doing that again. I haven't heard any specifics on that. So I want to try and fill the gap where I can, you know, they're probably going to be a thousand people live streaming, but I don't know that. So I'm going to go ahead and probably live stream as much as I can, hopefully with a better setup than last time, just use my phone. So we're going to go, you know, I'll run my wave for three K runs like first, I think. So by the time I'm done, I'll, I'll get to see hopefully some age groupers go off and definitely, watch the pros go.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be huge. And I, I do remember, uh, specifically remember Margaret Schlachter running uh, with the elites, uh, with their, the gimbal and whatnot. So I don't know what they'll be doing for this year, but I, I think the more people live covering it, the better. I mean, this is a worthy North
0: American championships and I think it deserves all the attention it gets. True, very true. And we've got some, me, myself and some other people, I've got some things uh, that we've been talking about as a way to like kind of, Put all these, you know, we're saying there's all these different people, but put them all in one place, possibly, so we can all team up. Something in the works, possibly. But, anyway, Saturday is the 15K, and the pros, they go off first, since this is the longer race. Now, the 15K is said to, you know, we've seen that map. Even though they didn't want to go straight up the mountain this year, they couldn't help it because of some endangered birds that they had to go around. So right off the bat, it's you know, that mile and a half to two mile hike straight up the mountain again. It's brutal. And then on Sunday, the protein waves start at 830. And then, you know, everybody will go through after that. And that's usually where we end up seeing the most rain in the past years. Like it always seems to rain during the pro during the team races. But this year, weather wise, it's actually looking like it might stay clear but chilly yeah i'm I'm hoping for that yeah a little chilly especially for you southerners but with running and hiking you know that's a good way as long as you keep the steady movement you're going to keep that that body temperature up so definitely dress warm as you need uh, i remember that the 3k
1: was extremely hot The 15k it's very hot i remember roasting out there and then i remember for the relay and it was just a little bit cooler but it was raining and we had a dry robe that we passed around and everyone was using the dry robe when they weren't running their leg. And it was just so funny and, you know, contrasting that with how the days were previously. So I'm hoping for better weather.
0: It looks good. I do think we're going to be packing the dry robe just in case, since the weather is looking the way it is. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. And then on Sunday at one is the charity race, which is just, you know, go out and have experience the course and have fun. And, We're hoping to run as a group, uh, you know, like myself, April, Mark, you guys, hopefully everybody else that I can get my, get the attention of to run at 120. So we'll have more of a like, I don't know, for us, it's like, you know, I say media, but you know, personalities or whoever, some, some other people that if you want to run with us, that's when we plan on running. So yeah, I'd love that. You ready to get into some rules, rules and obstacles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The rule book has been out for about a week or so. I think they've made some tweaks to it. So we're going to try and capture as many of those tweaks as we can. But I know when I looked over it, uh, that was, it was like right after it came out. Now, one of the biggest things that you have to remember, and this was actually a topic in uh, a motor guide article recently about how far do we, you know, are we running by the rule book or are we running by the spirit of the sport or whatever, but the rule book is there, so you got to abide by it. And in the rule book it even says, you know, this is it is the responsibility of each competitor to know and understand all competition rules and penalties. So if you don't read over it and you miss something and you do something silly, I mean, if you get dinged for it, you're kind of asking for it. If you don't if you don't read over the rules. All 48 pages of it. One of the things I'm not going to obviously we're not going to just read the rules outright, but I did want to point out a few things that I found interesting. One is that they had something in there about ground contact and specifying that, you know, no part of your body can come in contact with the ground that contributes to the completion of the obstacle. And it actually specifies a foot may swipe the grass, but may not be planted for support or used to push off. So if you accidentally swipe the grass or whatever, don't drop just because of that. Like, just keep on going and wait for the the volunteers or the marshals to point it out to you and tell you to go back.
1: That's really important to to touch on because uh, Fit Challenge had the given experience there, and I'm not sure if it's built to the same exact specifications that will be at North American Championships, Uh, but my teammate Angela said that when she was completing it, uh, she really had to pick up her legs to make sure her feet didn't drag. Uh, and She's kind of on the tall side, but still something to keep in mind when you're doing some of these rigs.
0: Well, that brings into a good topic that I wanted to talk about as well, the frames themselves. Now, one of the, another rule that stands out is talking about frame contact. You know, typically you're not supposed to touch the frame. You're supposed to use the, the obstacle. These frames are made of ring scaffolding. And typically, if you can think of how the force five rig that was underneath the pavilion was last year, you have a step up for the most part on most of these rigs, you're going to have some kind of elevation like where you go up a couple of just the rails you'll step up a couple of times before you do the obstacle so you know you're holding on to the obstacle to get up on it but when you're doing the obstacle you're, you can't grab the the frame but again if it's accidental like if you accidentally bump into it that's not against the rules because as the rules state, no part of the athlete's body may come in contact with the frame if that contact contributes to the completion of the obstacle. So if you like bump up against it and you sit on it then and take a rest, then sure, that that's against it. I like
1: that they're going the extra mile to be this specific because I know that's something that's bitten Spartan race in the ass a few times. And they keep saying, well, the sport's so new, the sport's so new. But um,
0: it sounds like they really have gone over these rules with a fine tooth comb. Very true. And the, the the framing, again, a lot of the obstacles, I think it's going to be interesting because we're going to see a lot of this ring scaffolding. Sid Morris from Battle OCR, he's been involved a lot with their their build this year, where he had, last year, he had Trapeze and Triumph, which we all know as Dragon's Back. And so if you think, and, and actually what uh, Force 5 Rig was made out of too, is ring scaffolding. It's not the prettiest For uh, an OCR rig setup, like platinum rig looks really pretty and nice, but that's what they're using this year. So that's what we're going to see a lot of. So that, that interests me. I don't know. Does that change the appeal or how do people feel about those uh, rigs? Have you ever noticed that they're, what they're made out of? Not really. No,
1: I can't say that I have.
0: Well, now that I've said it, I bet you'll really notice and everybody will look at them and be like, oh yeah, this is. All the same stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. There'll obviously be a lot of things that aren't that. You know, there's a lot of wood obstacles, but a good majority of them, from what I've seen from the videos, are that ring scaffolding. Now, they did specify that at you, you're not going to get that rubber wristband from the get-go. You don't get that till the end, so they don't have to cut a bunch of bands that they paid a good money for, I guess. Yep. Instead, you're going to be using what they called tyvek style which is just the paper i think of the paper wristbands that you typically get at any any other event
1: yeah i think that's a smart change
0: well it'll be interesting to see if they tear off easier how will they handle that if somebody's rips off or something
1: that's a good point too
0: um because those those silicone bands definitely weren't tearing off accidentally hand and hand or feet grip aids such as pine tar liquid chalk Metal studded shoes, metal spiked footwear, or equivalent are strictly prohibited. So, while gloves are okay, no sticky stuff on your hands for extra grip.
1: I have used liquid chalk in the past uh, at a Savage race, and it's it's pretty decent, but I can understand why they're not making that allowed for people at this
0: race. What we've been seeing and hearing Adrian Bijonata say is that they're pre-wrapping a lot of the stuff. So... Some of the things like the kind of like tilted monkey bars and I don't know, I'm not really sure what all obstacles have it, but you will see some things with like that tape that Legaff had last year. Oh, good. Like you'll see that tape on some obstacles as a, just to make it so that even if it rains, you get more of a steady, like it's grippy, whether it's wet or dry, kind of, kind of, Keeping it balanced for everybody, hopefully. Yeah,
1: good call, given their...
0: As much as they can.
1: Given their history of uh, rain during their races, so
0: better safe and sorry with having that. A lot of the obstacles don't really need explanation, so I think really just want to kind of touch on... Let's go through the ones that stand out, and if you've got any tips on any of them, then let's talk about those. We don't have to read them all. Yeah, all. no, that makes
1: sense. I, I think we should definitely... Because,
0: like, hurdles, like... Uh... <laughs> we should definitely talk about sketch. Do we need to talk about hurdles? No,
1: yeah, I was looking at that, I and mean, I remember like,
0: do you need do you need tips for the hurdles? I
1: remember walking up to the the hurdles, and uh, <laughs> there was a photographer there, and I'm like, why are you here and not at Dragon's Back or whatever it was called uh, that time? I was <laughs> it's pretty dumb. I'm funny. like, I'm gonna hop over these. It was my last uh, last obstacle for the speed section, and I just kind of stepped over them because they're only like two feet or whatever. Yeah. But I think we should definitely talk about sketch. Um,
0: yeah, sketch with the, the the handles with the hooks on them. So we know that last year they had the big barbells that were destroying everybody's hands because as you slide into them, your knuckles were bashing into those, those big balls on the end of those. But this year they're going to go with just, probably just the straight bar that you saw at OCR Worlds. Good. Yeah, I, I,
1: there were a lot of people in uh, medical for hand
0: issues from that last year. So you can definitely still like smash your own hands yeah. together. So just trying not to be controlled and not smack your hands into each other. Yeah, that's important. That is a tough obstacle, though, man. It it's, is, uh, you know, hanging from a grip, a vertical grip with one hand and not two is is tricky.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. But it, it's it's a unique one. And I think people are going to be excited seeing that. And to all the people that just run, say, Spartans or just local races, they're going to be in for a surprise when they see. Some of these obstacles that they have here, Force Five Rig.
0: Yeah, the Force Five Rig. The trickiest part about the Force Five Rig is the the wheel in the middle. It looks like it's very very similar to last year, and that wheel in the middle. While it spins, it also swings. Yes. So if you if you think of how the wheels are on Funky Monkey the Revolution, when you swing through that that lower apex, it really slings slingshots you and with the the swing it it does it's going to do it even more so so when you get on that that wheel unless you got you know a super strong grip go two hands and you know play it safe not only that but with it
1: uh swinging in addition to spinning it will also bring you closer to the ground so make sure you get those legs up i remember samuel hobart from canada his feet grazed well i guess that's not an issue this time but uh, his feet grazed last year, and he had to retry it, and that cost him uh, some placement there.
0: And this year, I believe it's over. From what I've seen, it's over dirt or grass or something, not not concrete. Yeah, which is good. That's definitely. I
1: think they had was it was it hay or something last year. I forget what it was.
0: I don't think they even had hay. Down Maybe there. not. I think it was just straight up concrete. <laughs> <laughs> oh no,
1: they definitely had hay. They they, they definitely had something down there. The, just, okay. Yeah, I think by by the end of the the, the weekend, there wasn't much left. <laughs> have to check the tape
0: the low rig is looking as i think it's what i've seen it doesn't i have not seen the low rig from last year which is ropes all ropes and like loop ropes the low rig i've seen is actually those barbells from force five the um uh, from skitch and i don't know how you describe those monkey bars it's like Three monkey bar rungs, but there's but they're only suspended from the middle, so they kind of teeter totter. Yeah, it's it's awkward. So it's like one of those, maybe a hold, maybe like a T bar or ball to the barbell, so you traverse that, and then maybe another hold, and then at the very end another monkey bar set. So that's going to be a interesting one yeah, too. Yeah,
1: selfishly, I'd like to hear advice from you on this because I remember I was. Uh
0: all cut up and it looked like a someone stuck in a BDSM video or something. Well this is different like like I said, it's definitely a different style of low rig than that rope rig. Yeah. Rope rig. With this one, you just use your legs as much as possible. Try if you can go without leaving your legs hanging, that's your best bet. At at all points have a leg on something. So if you need to swing and pull and reach out to grab the next thing before you start transferring your legs. That's uh, the best thing you can do is because that, because that takes so much weight and pressure off of your arms. Yeah. That's a good call. Have those legs hanging on something as, as most as possible, as much as possible. Um, Platinum rig. Number one.
1: Yeah. That used to be the big scary obstacle that used to knock everyone down. Look how far
0: the sports come now. Yeah. the, platinum rig that I've seen so far from the pictures and and speaking of which I love that they put so many videos and pictures and even like how to's on the obstacles beforehand I know in the past you know obstacle racing was a lot of you don't know what you're going to experience when you get there and that's cool but I like going to a competition and having you know the mindset of here's what I think I should try not just when I get there trying to figure it out out of, you know, out of nowhere, like that has its own appeal, but I think I prefer this where it's like, I'm getting jacked for this race because I'm seeing what they've got. And I'm already thinking about what technique I'm going to use to get through it. Yeah,
1: definitely. I can't imagine uh, being in full race mode and coming up to the for the first time ever. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I would have really known, known what to do with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got to spend, you know, 30 seconds, getting an explanation from the Marshall. Yep. That's no good. Nope. But yeah, the platinum rig that I've seen will have a low section. So you'll probably do like some rings or whatever, and then hit those low monkey bars. And with that, you know, just stay, uh, stay up tight and your with your arms if you can and keep those, keep those feet up.
1: But I think the, the next complicated obstacle uh, is the second platinum rig.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows what we're going to see. I believe in the past, they had you know one that was green and, and black, so it was like it looked like a, a battle frog rig. Yep. So I don't know if we're gonna see that again or wow. if it's just gonna be the orange and black from platinum rig.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool to see another you know battle frog Easter egg in there again.
0: Yeah, that is fun. Just a little throwback. Next one that stands out to me is Valkyrie.
1: So that's one that I'm I think most worried about with keeping my band because it was definitely my goal to be able to do Stairway to to Heaven. At some obstacles and uh, at some races, and I haven't been really been able to do that, and I haven't been able to work on my upper body as much as I'd like this year. So it's going to be a rude awakening for this obstacle.
0: Yeah, this obstacle, you really, it really seems like there's not much of an option other than being able to, to do a few pull-ups in a row, just like stairway to heaven, but with rings. So you're going up in an A-frame fashion. But you've got rings, and they're not really far enough to swing to each other. I mean, like, a little bit of swing might help, but you're really not going to be swinging a ton. So it's really more of just hold on, pull up, and grab the next one. And there's, you know, four or five in a row before you traverse the top with a hold at, at the top and then back on down. You're going to get high off the ground, so hopefully they'll have some stuff underneath that one. But it's it's that's going to be a tough one for sure. Hopefully they have some photographers there too,
1: because that's going to be a badass looking obstacle.
0: It doesn't look like it's before, you know, you've got a couple of walls and low crawl before it. So it doesn't look like there's anything that's really going to destroy you after that. Except I think in the 3k, I believe they said it's like a gauntlet. Yeah. You know, Adrian said it's like a gauntlet and on the 3k, like maybe a rig and Valkyrie and Legaf and something else all in a row. So that's going to be really interesting. Oh wow! Speaking of which, Legaffe being obstacle nineteen on the yeah from the Northman race that's gonna that's a fun one. Yeah, Legaffe You know, vertical poles made out of metal. If they're dry, they're not too bad. But when they get wet or your hands are sweaty, that can be extremely difficult. So hopefully, they will have those wrapped with some tape at some on some portion of them. So you have to just kind of try and get high. And you know this is a teeter-totter on a pole, so you really just have to use your momentum uh, as best you can to like swing your body around the pole and then lean away from it to to get it to teeter or totter, however you're looking at yep. it.
1: Yep. <laughs> There's also a uh, hockey puck mounts, I believe, uh, for your feet and hands, but I expect it to be somewhat different than how it was last year because uh, Northman Race had an issue where their supplies didn't come with them. So they needed to build it on the spot right before the race started
0: uh, last year at NORAM. That is true. So, you know, yeah, what, what exactly will it look like? Will it be all poles? Will it still have the, the wood posts as one of them? Because that post is tricky too. You know, it's not the round pole. It's not as easy to get around. It kind of hurts when you jump into it to be yeah, honest. No, it does. Now, Adrian did talk about the next one called underdog and, He said while this is from by the Kimson brothers, actually, he said while it's a a rig, he says it's a very, very unique way of doing a rig. So we have no idea what that one's like. Probably won't see it depending on where it's at. We don't you know, who knows when we'll see it. So that one will still be a surprise. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, I have not heard anything about that. That was a surprise uh, for me until just a few seconds ago there.
0: Yeah. And all it says is traverse the across the entire length of the obstacle and ring the bell. (laughs) Should be fun.
1: Also important to notice that this is the second race for the uh, the Kempson World's Championship. Uh, the brothers are going at it again, so uh, a lot on the line for oh, nice the two of them. Yep.
0: Now, <laughs> they have really got a few in a row here that are going to be some tough ones. Gibbon, you know the Gibbon experience. Yep. That one they just had a video up showing uh, you know technique on how to do it. And from what I've seen, it, as long as you don't swing, I feel like you, I haven't done this swing yet, but I feel like if you get, you need a little bit of swing to help pick up that back bar. And for those that haven't seen it, think hanging apparatus where floating with, monkey bars, yeah, floating monkey bars, but you have to take each rung with you. So you have to take the rung out of the apparatus and put it in the next one and then continue on. They do, you know, OCRWC Facebook page does have a video for it. Go check that out. And it really just looks like you just need to kind of stay slow and controlled or else it's easy to overshoot it and not, you know, get it right in the hooks. It's like a little V that you have to put these, uh, the rungs into, and they might rotate a little bit, but hopefully they've got some paint on them to keep them from rotating too much.
1: Real quick. Do we know if the rods are going to be wooden or metal for this race?
0: They're wooden, and the ends, the tips of them are painted so that they sit where the paint is. That sits inside of the apparatus.
1: Okay, good to know. Um, Also important to say that if you do miss uh, with the peg and you send that thing flying, uh, Lord have mercy on your soul because now you're going to be putting a peg (laughs) into a swinging uh, holster. So, yeah, good luck with that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So definitely control your swing there.
0: Very, very deliberate hand motions there. So for people, you know, a lot of people have trouble with their shoulders and stuff and and hanging from something from one arm. So that's going to be, it's not a long rig, but man, that's going to be tricky for those people. Yeah, definitely. Skull Valley, I just saw.
1: Yeah, that's one that a lot of people say is pretty easy. Um, I had a little bit of issue. Well, I had some issues with it last year, but definitely looking to beat it this year.
0: If you take advantage of those skulls being like the grips are, you know, the hold itself inside the top of the skull is very there's a lot of room to hang on to. So if you take advantage of that and and just slowly swing yourself self across from one to the next, you know, just try and keep it smooth and steady so that you're not just hanging there, but at the same time, no need to like go crazy and try to fly through it. Skull Valley is gonna be the set of skulls on one side, and then in the middle you'll have incline and decline barbells from from skitch as we knew it from the force five barbells into the last set of the the skulls that will be on the opposite side so one way you'll be swinging you know if you're facing if you're facing the board with the skulls one way you'll be swinging with your left hand first and then the other way you'll be swinging with your right hand first so that will probably trip up people as well you know, just go one skull at a time and, uh, you know, match hands. And that's really the best uh, advice I can give there. I think the traverse uh, on those barbells up and down might be even trickier for some people, but I think if you can keep like, so the way I'm seeing it, you're going to be left hand first. So if you're going left hand first and then you get to the barbells, I might go ahead and turn to where my right hand is first when I get on the barbells and then do like the shimmy. So I'm swinging and moving my arms kind of like Laura Croft going across uh a ledge, you know. Yep, yep. Shimmy that way. Some people like to do more of a hand over hand. I find that my body swings like back and forth, side to side, and I don't I don't like the way that feels. Yeah, I don't have what about you. I don't <laughs> have much advice on that one. <laughs> you need
1: someone. you need someone with good obstacle completion.
0: <laughs> All right, well stairway to heaven after that. You know, this. This is a hard one for a lot of people because it does take that pull-up motion, but at the same time, you're holding on to a flat step. And so it, it really is a, the best thing you can do is keep your body swing under control. Do not let your legs swing wildly because the second you swing away from that, it's much, much harder to hold on to that flat step than any other obstacle, I think. So as long as you can keep yourself as straight up and down as possible, then you'll be okay. But one thing they've specified this year in, in the rules is you can only grab the inside of the step. You cannot grab the backside of it. You can't put your elbows on it. You can't you do any of these methods that people have used to get through it when it's been wet in the past. So that's going to be okay. a game changer, I think, for a lot of people.
1: That's good to know because I, I think I was watching a video. It might have been Brenna Calvert that was showing like how to like hook her legs around and then like do it that way. And I don't know. I need all the help I can get, so I'll be watching people on that obstacle for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely no legs. And, and even in the rules, it specifically says prohibited actions using feet or elbows on any part of the obstacle and grabbing the outside edge of any stair. Okay. Trapeze is the next rig. This one really not too. Too bad. It's monkey bars with a couple of swinging monkey bars in between. So you might have two trapeze bars and then two regular monkey bars and then two trapeze bars, kind of back and forth like that. Almost
1: like a Tough Mutter's old Funky Monkey, kind of, right? I don't know. Did
0: they have uh, swinging yeah, bars? Yeah, I remember
1: the first Tough Mutter I did. And I was late into Tough Mutter, but it was like ascending monkey bars and then monkey bar, like trapeze to more monkey bars or something like that. That was my first kind of foray into trapeze bars in a rig.
0: And and yeah, on this one, if you've got nice, strong grip, then you can still uh, one hand those trapeze bars and just swing onto to the next one and use that momentum. You know, use the pullback on your backhand to get some more momentum to get to the next bar. And if you don't feel s- strong, just match hands all the way through. And again, make sure you get that pullback or else you're going to. You might find yourself dead hang, and then you got to start kicking and and all that mess.
1: Now I'm seeing Triumph. That's one that I was
0: able to do. (laughs) Now Triumph is Dragon's Back. For those out there who might be confused. I was just about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you are afraid of it, and you have that fear of jumping on those, that's that's what it is. Now they've changed it from what it was last year with two of the platform jumps to a rope swing to a cargo net whereas this year it's just the cargo net going down so you got to actually climb down at an angle on the cargo net and then go under and then back up on the other side as a in a inverted v
1: that should be interesting for me last year the hardest part was uh the swing to the cargo net especially since the rope was muddy and wet and it didn't really go as far as a lot of people would have anticipated uh, just know that the whole dragon's back part, as scary as it is, it isn't hard. Uh, if you are worried about your hands not grabbing the pole correctly, don't be afraid to chicken wing it. Uh, it will beat up your arms, but it'll make sure that you don't go skidding
0: down on your face. I know that was one place where I would like to see some padding on the back side. Like, you know, if you slide down the, the, the wood, behind you is framing. I would love to see some padding on that framing. Because to me, that seems like the only logical way to get hurt other than twisting your ankle. Like if you actually slide down that, you that's it. You slide down to the grass. No big deal. But if you fall backwards and you hit the frame, then obviously that's a big deal. So I don't know if we'll see anything there. That would be nice. I have a similar uh, worry when it comes to Twin Peaks, when they had
1: that World's Toughest motor. when he starts getting down there. I'm worried <laughs> I'm going to hit myself on the, the stuff behind me there.
0: On the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the jump itself is more mind over matter. And the more you can put your feet perpendicular, your legs perpendicular into that wall, the better you're going to hang on and not slip. You know, get a good grip with your hands on the bar, but your your feet placement plays a big role in that.
1: Yeah, almost think like when you're going up a slip wall with a rope, how you're kind of rappelling up. And when you rappel down, you don't keep your feet, you know, straight down below you because your feet will get kicked out. So just kind of land as if you've been rappelling, uh, and you should be safe to go.
0: And as far as the end of this obstacle, the the cargo net swing, the setup that I've seen them make online does not have the rope, but the what looks like, well, actually, this athlete guy says V1, so I can't say that I've seen. They said that they, Adrian said that they made some tweaks, but I I, I don't see those tweaks yet. So it looks like it's just the same information, nothing new yet. So don't be surprised if you don't see a rope swing on the end of Triumph. Good to know. So next is rope, the rope climb. And one thing I, you know, rope climb is rope climb, no big deal. But what I thought was interesting is it says, for failure, excessive swinging, inverted hanging, or any playful behavior while on the rope deemed unsafe by officials. Ooh, I
1: skipped over that. I didn't see that, yeah.
0: I thought that was interesting just to say, you can't, like, I don't know, like, Monkeying around, you know, you, <laughs> no dice. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Don't do not do anything stupid. Don't be stupid, stupid. So if you do want to do any showboating, don't do it on the rope climb. <laughs> they might call you out for it. There's definitely more we could say about a lot of these, but yes. we're running a little long already, so let's continue on. Just say the harder ones here. The balance logs, from what I saw, looked pretty easy. Just okay. balance beams.
1: Oh, right. I did see a video of
0: that. But there might even be like a, a hanging traverse piece of it.
1: Okay. What the hell is Black Swamp Runner Littlefoot?
0: Oh, Littlefoot is, think Legaff, but instead of going through the obstacle, you're traversing the, all the poles that are at the beginning, like sideways. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like wooden post, but with little, little feet, little feet holds on the sides. So they might be in different orientations. So you might have one low, one high, one on the front, one on the side. I've only seen pictures of this, but I think that's what it is.
1: Is that like the obstacle in Million Dollar Mile? There's one where it's like a whole bunch of bendy
0: poles and like... Oh, bamboo forest? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Only in the fact that uh, they're all leaning outwards. Okay. So it's like Legaff in that sense. They're all leaning towards you. And then so you're kind of hanging off of it while traversing across these different posts with these little footholds. So you'll be grabbing, you know, reaching around and grabbing the pole or the post itself, and then just, you know, make sure you got good foot placement when you go from one to the next and trying to take too many chances because you need good grip to hang on if your feet slip.
1: It looks like the last big ones.
0: And the way it's described is wooden wedge-shaped structure featuring angled, gapped boards. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Force 5- over or under this one i've seen videos of where you kind of shimmy along a, a pole or something and then you get to this a frame kind of low to the ground a frame with pegs or you know handles all the way across it so you can kind of use your feet and your hands to get up and down this thing but i think the probably the easiest thing instead of going backwards the whole way once you get to the apex of the a frame spin yourself around so that might be tough, you know, cause you're hanging for a second just from your hands, but that might be easier than going down backwards while you're hanging upside down. Yeah. So you actually have to go on top of the first section, flip underneath, go up the a frame and down the a frame underneath and then flip back up on the, on the other side and then uh, finish it out on your, on the top side. Yeah, That
1: should be interesting.
0: That's why it's the over under.
1: I knew what I knew it would be difficult seeing Force Five right ahead of the the title.
0: <laughs> yeah, just body control on that one. That's you know getting back up after you're underneath it. That's gonna be the, one of the trickier parts.
1: Now I'm seeing tricky Swiss.
0: Yeah, I think tricky Swiss is gonna be like uh, you know Savage Race, Piece of Queso.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I saw suspended boards. Just and I was almost thinking Swiss Ninja boards. I was it'd be like a CTG. Whatever the hell that scary thing was with the, the like door frame <laughs> thing, I see people swinging
0: on. No, yeah, just uh, hanging Swiss cheese boards. That makes more sense. Shouldn't be too bad. And then urban sky, that one's usually pretty typical in the sense that it's just like four, three or four different sections with different hold types. Nothing too crazy. But if you fail one of the later sections, you have to start from the very beginning. There is like a. a Well, they've always, it's always been different. You know, sometimes it's, you got a bell at the end of each section. Sometimes you got to start all the way from the beginning if you fail one. So we'll see how they set it up this year. Also, if the section seems short, uh, I remember last year, some people were getting it with like, they would jump up, swing once and hit the bell and get onto the next platform. So yeah, if you can, you could possibly even reach out and, and, and swing from there without having to jump too. I know I, I did that on at least one section. Urban sky right before the finish wall, which will be interesting, whereas last year it was before yep. the car jacked, you know, sliding over the hoods of the car. This year it looks like it's gonna be right at you know, basically right before that finish wall. So that'll be that'll yeah, be it should really definitely interesting. make a, an exciting race. Probably a good spectator spot. The team race, I want to say, while typically in the past, the only team portion of the race, like where everybody's together, is the finish wall. This time, I think it's going to be Carjacked and Urban Sky as well. So I don't know how they're going to play that, but that'll be fun.
1: That's exciting because I do remember you reached out to Adrian and you said, hey, you know, team it's, its very relay, which is cool. But the only team obstacle is the last one. So I'm glad to see that they're thinking about incorporating more obstacles into making that more uh,
0: united team based. It may just be, you know, everybody's got to get through it. And if one person fails, you get I don't know. No, well, that could be interesting.
1: Or if each person gets one section,
0: I don't know. I don't know how to do it, but just make it interesting, please. <laughs> now, other other than those obstacles, I think you know that's it's going to be a great weekend. Going to be a lot of hanging out after on Saturday night after the fifteen k. They're having the the mud gear after party, and where it is in the past they've had a, a hosted dinner and it cost to get in there. This is just going to be an after party free for everybody come to the bar that's down there in the village. So definitely, you know, show up and look for us and hang out and it's going to be a good time. I yeah, believe.
1: absolutely. And take care of your hands. Uh, a lot of people's hands tend to rip over the weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you're stupid, like some of us and are doing all four events, just really take care of yourself. Uh, it's going to be a long weekend, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's definitely one of the highlights of my la My last year is just seeing almost felt like Disney World. You see people hanging out. You see, you know, the Atkins' dog, Sunto just hanging out, getting pet. Hopefully they bring that again. And uh, just seeing some of the best athletes coming
0: to the Northeast yeah. is
1: really uh, refreshing because uh, a lot of the races that they do are the West Coast because of those mountains.
0: Yeah, as far as gloves go, if, if you find yourself to be the kind of person who m- may not get through obstacles on the first try and you have to try multiple times, bring a pair of gloves as a backup. Even if you're not going to start with them, like the moment your hands start getting tender, and especially if you get a rip, put on those gloves and they'll save your hands, you know, at least for a good bit. They'll keep your hands from just getting completely destroyed. So even if you like better grip with your just your bare hands, bring some gloves as a backup.
1: Absolutely. I was planning to do, pull a, uh, a Ryan Ken, keep some gloves in my shorts uh, while I'm running. 'Cause I remember that uh my friend Angela who she kept her band at the three K but her hands were already bleeding and stuff, so she wrapped him up and the wrap the wrapping helped a little bit, but uh they kinda fell off quickly in the fifteen K and she didn't even bother for the, the rest and she just kinda went with gross hands.
0: Yeah, it makes a big difference, especially racing all weekend. Definitely. Well, I'm I'm jacked. Are you jacked? I'm pumped,
1: yeah, definitely. Even Caitlin's excited and she doesn't really get excited for these races, so <laughs>
0: she's excited to see april and you guys <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun like i said uh well if you're listening you know thanks uh hope hope that our tips and thoughts about the d- obstacles and whatnot uh, give you a hand and help you out out there and best of luck to everybody it doesn't look like it's going to be hot so we don't won't see the you know we won't see the obstacles burning people's hands off like uh, some other summer races yeah
1: that's good and again emphasis on if you see us say hi say that you listen to the show say anything because uh, it could be the difference of uh me failing an obstacle or not i remember i, I failed triumph at the end and uh <laughs> i was thinking if i wanted to you know do that scary stuff all over again and someone came up to me and said hey i love the show and i'm like i'll be damned if i fail this obstacle <laughs> now and i got through it and cut my band so we would appreciate
0: it right on man anything else you want to say before we sign off here no just getting really excited to see all you guys Well, that's going to be it. See you, everybody out there, and uh, good luck, and safe travels.